It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner, joined by Chad Brendel of BearcatJournal.com and Rick Roaring from MusketeerReport.com. Welcome into the podcast. It is the NCAA Tournament Bracket Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor, along with Chad Brendel from Bearcat Journal and Rick Boring from MusketeerReport.com. We're going to uh, actually fill out a bracket as we go along here, but first and foremost, let's touch on uh, the teams of area interest. Um, we'll start with, with UC, I think, which got, in my opinion, under-seeded as a sixth seed. I honestly thought before the day started, um, they could have been a four if they had won the AAC tournament. No. I know. Or, or And, and I, the way I had I thought the, the winner got the four seed between them and SMU. The loser got the five. It would have been an easy contingency to have. But but to be quite frank, they the, the committee obviously, and I'll start with you, Chad, didn't think much of the AAC because they gave them both the six seed. It's happened every year, all four years. It's um they there's a one there's basically a one seed line penalty for playing in the AAC. I think that's exactly what it is. That's that's, a, that's actually well stated. I think I think I think they both are solid fives. Um, I, I could make a case again for the winner if that was what it was going to come down to to be a four. But you're right. I think that it slipped them back a full seed line to a six. Yeah, I mean SMU with a six as well. Clearly the 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 tournament meant nothing. Meant nothing. No, the, unless one of them maybe got slipped teased. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but probably not even then because I mean maybe if you're not. looking at this thing it, last year and this year with with the committee as as it is structured, they have made it very clear that the conference tournaments mean very very little. Um, so. Right, yeah. So here's my next question for you, then. What what could UC do, and what can they do moving forward to avoid that? We this was actually part of a part, part of our discussion in preseason of, and honestly, it played out the way in a perfect case scenario almost of how we we wanted this to take place. You know, beating Butler, Butler certainly would have helped, but you're yeah. not winning all of those games against good well, teams I mean, on the road. The big one you think is is losing to Rhode Island and not getting an opportunity to play Duke. Yeah. Because that would have been for their metrics. You know, Penn State wasn't terrible, but Penn State didn't really do anything right, for them. Right. It would have been a lot better for their metrics if they would have had a shot at Duke. Um, I, I mean, the Mich- Michigan pulling out hurt them. Um, but the, other than that, I mean, the, the, they don't have the money to get the upper-level buy games. Right. I mean, they were a lot smarter this year than they had been in years past. Their their out of conference strength of schedule was better than it had been um, in terms of the the buy games that they played. But there's still teams up above 200, which unless you can buy your way out of them, what X played one team over 200? Is that right? I think so. Uh, it, was there a team over 200? I mean, it depends on what metric you're using. Yeah. I guess I don't yeah, think I mean, Ken, palm wise, I don't think they played a team over 200. It's funny. And I, I think it's RPI. They had one team that was over 200. Yeah, it's funny because yeah, that's the it, difference. Co- Xavier was the fourth strength of schedule in the non-conference. Right. UC was like seven. Colorado, Colorado actually 60, ended up 70. being a worse loss than, than it was at the time because they kept slipping down the ranks. But really, for the most part, they didn't have a bad loss. We're going to get to Xavier here in a second. What did you say UC's was in non-conference? I think it was 60 or 70. Right, and they ended up 72. So that's the issue. Your yeah. strength, non-conference strength of schedule needs to get into that top 15, 20 range at least if you're going to want credit for playing a difficult schedule. And when you look at what happened with this bracket and you start trying to figure out, well, why did that team get here? Like – the resumes don't add up in some cases, and when you're they trying don't. to figure out what the difference is, look at strength of schedule because, from what I can tell, that's the most clear thing. I mean, well, they killed SMU. SMU is a top 
10, 12 team in the country. Yeah. They're I, 85 in strength of schedule. Yeah. Right. And they're a six seed because and, of that. And the flip side to that is, and, and you've got it, Rick, and I saw this earlier today, so I could be wrong, but as of earlier today, Vanderbilt was the number one strength of schedule. I don't know about non-conference, but I think overall they were the number one strength of schedule. And they not only get in with 15 losses, they actually get an okay seed with 15 losses as yeah. a nine. Shocking. Yeah, they're, Shocking. they're number one in the country in strength of schedule. Yeah. So I think that's very clearly what the committee was looking at most heavily. And that goes back to what we talked about when they did the, the reveal show. That was what we saw was they were rewarding teams that had played a difficult schedule. And we thought maybe it was big wins, you know, something like that, like who had the biggest wins. Turns out it was just strength of schedule, period, it looks like. And and here's the thing on UC. They weren't – they were a five seed when that happened a month ago. Yeah, because we – in fact, at the time, I even made a case – I made a case that they might be a four – for the show, the next day they go to SMU and lose. And then they lost to Central Florida, right. and then they lost right. to SMU again. And, the, you know, the problem with that is this is where the AAC is a problem. You know how I many top 50 wins they had in that time? UC or the league? UC. <laughs> um, probably. None. No, well, was SMU not a top 50 at the time? They didn't beat us. I'm saying from February oh, 11th. I'm sorry. I thought you meant uh, from February there. 11th to now. That's correct. They had none then. Yeah, you're right. Because Houston. Well, see, and this is the Houston part of it. Houston was close. Yeah, well, they were this close. is the part of it I hate. Houston. If Houston beats UConn and plays Cincinnati, Houston ends up in the top 50. And that's a top 50 And that's win. three top right. 50 wins. Right, because they beat them three times. Yeah. That, that's, that's a legitimate point. Not only does UC get the sixth seed, they also get the slap in the face of going back out west for a second straight year. Last year it was Lovely. Spokane against Temple. This time it's Sacramento. It's three I guess out of four. The only solace, there's not there's not much solace in the second round, but the only solace is the first round, uh, they play in the first round, a play-in game that plays on Tuesday. Kansas State and Wake Forest plays on Tuesday in um, Wednesday. In no, I think they're the Tuesday game. I looked. No, they can't be. I thought they were a Tuesday game. No, it's a Friday pod. So they're the Wednesday. Mm, the Tuesday teams I guess you're right, play I, I think on, on one of the things, it had them as a Tuesday play-in game. Um, but anyway. The that, Tuesday teams are Thursday pods. That's true. You're right. And the Wednesday teams are Friday pods. I think they have that on the thing wrong, though. I'll have to go back and look on one of the, one of the early schedules. Can you check, Rick, and make yeah. sure you see a Friday? No, UC is definitely a Friday. I'm talking about the Wake Forest game. I thought I saw well, it. But, it, but it, you are right. That it is right. has to be Tuesday, a Wednesday. Thursday, Wednesday, Friday. You're right. It has to be. So they, they literally oh. have, to, have to fly out that night. Um, to Sacramento from Dayton. Correct. And that's not going to be. Commercial. Yeah, that's going to be a long time and get a, get a day of acclimation practice in and, and then have to play a game Friday. I would assume the UC game would probably be then a late Friday night start. No, I, because of I that. mean, you never know. I know it's, you never they know. They played but those games early, too. Man, oh, man. That, that, that's the only solace. The, the lack of yeah. solace is UCLA probably is a second-round opponent yeah, in Sacramento. I mean, the, the, the interesting part about that, I was looking back at, at UCLA's numbers. In five of the last eight games, they've scored under 80 points. So they have not been the offensive juggernaut that we have seen you know, early in the season, the first three quarters of the season. They have slowed down a little bit. Um, you know, If I was Cincinnati, I would heavily focus on uh, USC. USC beat them at their place. And then UCLA blew them out at UCLA. Right. And then they come back and play in the conference tournament, and UCLA wins by two, 76-74. Right. So I would a fairly low-scoring game, yeah, really. I mean, like I said, five of their last eight are under right. 80. So this is not the team that was ripping off 95, 98 points. The question is, does this allow UC – does it open up what they're trying to do and, and play a little bit more open offensively? I think we all agree that they are a lot better when they do that than when they get into the grind-out game like we saw today against SMU right. where you know every possession is critical because um, they hit a cold stretch. And when you hit a cold stretch like that, 
against a really good defensive team, they can put the clamps on you. Uh, the, the you know, UCLA is is playing that three two zone a little bit more now, and would Cincinnati be able to exploit the three two zone by getting the ball inside to Kyle and Gary? Um, you definitely don't want to get into a shooting contest no. with UCLA. That that's not ideal. Um, it's not a. You and know, if I wonder if going for and not to jump all the way over the board here, but I wonder if UCLA if going to zone hasn't slowed things down too because yeah. you know they're not getting beat off the bounce as quickly, so there's less possessions and all of that, and that's probably slowed all the things down. It's also probably helped them because sabermetrics guy's going to tell us, but they can't guard you off the bounce. Yeah, they've been playing at a slower pace, which is accounting for right. the lower score right. games, and the teams in their conference are playing them. You know, in the conference tournament, third time they've seen them. Correct. They're, they have a little bit more knowledge of the yeah, team. Right, they're right, able right. to slow it down right. a lot easier and understand. Hey, this is probably the best way to beat them. UC will probably try to do that. And the one thing I really like about that matchup for UC is UCLA is not tough. They don't rebound the ball well on either end of the court. We've seen what UC can do to some teams like that when they really play with that fire in their belly and know, hey, we can beat this team up on the glass. That's where I think UC has to make hay and win this game. The problem is I think it's a really bad matchup because, one, I just don't think UC can outscore UCLA. And, two, Lonzo Ball versus Troy Copain just seems like a nightmare matchup. Now there is the the issue of Lonzo Ball hurt his thumb in the Pac-12 tournament. <coughs> it didn't seem ding, ding. whatever. It didn't seem um, incredibly serious, but for a guy that is so reliant on having the ball his in his handle. hands, yeah. his handle having a bad thumb could you know be a little bit of an issue worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, we'll talk about that as we go through each of the games, but that's, that's UC's draw. Let's touch on Xavier, Rick. Uh, probably not a sweat, but they were the last team revealed. They, aren't, they weren't the last team in the tournament. Keep in mind, I think people see that and they go, they're the last ones in. They weren't the last team in. They're the last team you saw revealed by CBS, which always causes a little sweaty palms because you just, you never know. There wasn't really another case to be made for another team out there, but until you see your team was, on the board, they ain't Syracuse on the board. Syracuse popped up on that. Right, right. <laughs> Um, and, and didn't, but uh, Chris Mack tweeted out, said, uh, "Can we get the bracket leaked next year?" <laughs> yeah, right. I remember. Was that this last year or two years ago? A couple times, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, this this has happened to where they've been the last team revealed before. So, ooh, that that's just that it is a scary, scary circumstance, especially but, when you're on eleven. If you're correct. a six, you're just like, all right, yeah, well, yeah, this we, is us. yeah, this is us. Um, and and the us is it turns out to be Maryland, a Maryland team that at one point this year was twenty and two, but went four and six, I believe, in their last ten games. Um, kind of struggled a little bit, wobbled down the stretch. And in theory, I guess, a beatable team, Rick. Yeah, I mean, it's – look, is Maryland fa- going to be favored in this game? Maybe. Um, but when you look at it, Xavier's ranked higher in Ken Palm. Maryland's ranked two or three spots higher I in say, RPI. Not, it's funny, so I, I'm, if I made a line today, I'd, I'd go Maryland three and a half, maybe three. I don't even know if it'll be that And high. it may not be. Um, honestly, they're, they're very even when you look at all the metrics. I think the big thing, I mean, Justin Jackson can shoot the ball. But other than that, like Maryland and, and Kevin Herter can shoot the ball a little bit. But Maryland isn't going to be a team that's going to torch you from the outside, which I think is one of the biggest concerns with Xavier, um, Xavier's defense. And then on the other side, like Melo Trimble's really good. He's there's terrific. there's I'm, no I'm question that... That might just be a problem. If he's on his game, Xavier could have issues with him. Obviously, they don't have Edmund Sumner. So it's not a thing of like, hey, Xavier is going to beat this Maryland team and it's a great matchup for him. But when you start looking at some of the other teams that they could have faced, 
I think this is one of the best three seeds that they could have possibly. I mean, six I'm sorry, seeds, yeah. one of the best six seeds that they could have possibly faced in that uh, in that first round well, game. The, the other six are SMU. Creighton was one. They can't play Creighton, so SMU and who am I drawing Cincinnati. a blank on? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, within the other two. Can't play them. Right. Um, the thing about Maryland is they have no inside right. presence to, to exploit Xavier with, and that's that's been a thing that's worked out really well for Xavier most of the season. Is if teams don't have a really right. good big man, um, and they don't rebound all that well, and Xavier does rebound really well so i think all things considered it's about as good of a draw as xavier could have asked for some of the things you liked what you saw in new york you were there for the big east conference tournament xavier made a, obviously a terrific run got to the semis and, and lost on a what amounted to a late three-pointer um uh, i don't think they were going to beat nova in the finals but i think it would have been a really good cap to get to the finals based on where things were but See, you, I almost, what, I almost, you like the way it went out i, I almost just, wonder, just to give everybody go get an extra day of, of rest well here's the thing where xavier don't was seated by villanova where xavier was seated clearly wasn't about their resume they had better resumes than some of those teams and everyone makes it well, well they don't have Edmund Sumner well their best two wins came without Edmund Sumner it was at Creighton and Butler on a neutral in, in, in the, the biggest tournament, tournament. Yeah. so that doesn't necessarily add up when you start looking at those things so what it clearly was is what we had talked about on here Xavier lost six games in a row at the end of the year wasn't playing as well and people looked at them and said they're not a good team anymore right. and so it was a storyline that followed them what they did in the yeah, biggest I would tournament. Invite, I would invite anybody. Look, if you look at, at KenPom.com, you look at RPI if you want to look at that. You can look at just about strength any metric. Schedule. Strength of schedule. Look at the losses. They're not, there's not a bad loss on the thing. That resume doesn't add up to an 11 seed. It just doesn't. Now, there are mitigating factors that obviously may add up to that, but the resume doesn't add up to that. And, and I don't think Xavier got screwed. I think I they either. got exactly I, what they deserved. They I didn't they deserve played their way anything to a 10. I thought season. they played their way to a 10, but that's, that's neither here nor I think there. They cl- I thought they were going to clearly be a 10 once everything was kind of set. Um, but that being said, I thought they got – if you would have put them in any of the 10 spots, this is a better draw yeah, right. what they got, in my opinion. So they, they should be thrilled with the way things played out. It's not about that. But what I saw in the Big East tournament and why I think it was better that they did – because they were able to control the narrative. They played three games. They played with a lot of competitiveness, a lot of toughness. They looked like a tournament team. They passed the eye test yes. in the Big East tournament. And a lot of people watch that Big East finals on Saturday evening. And watch so if you lose boat race. So if you lose by 30 to Villanova, <laughs> right. all of a sudden it's like, eh, I don't know. This Xavier team right. is really bad still. So I think the fact that they played really well, even in that Creighton loss where they had to get beat on a dagger shot late, you know, a few seconds left, right. I thought it was kind of the best um, eye test they could have done. All right, lastly, before we go through the bracket, we're going to go through – each game, again, some of them we're going to skim over very quickly because I don't think we're going to have hardly any argument on <laughs> some of the, 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 the high-seed, low-seed games. Uh, Kentucky and NKU playing in Indianapolis, the two fifteen game. You've been an NKU supporter all year. I know you were, uh, you were excited at the championship game. I, I saw a picture you had with the former NKU coach, Ken Shields, which was really cool. Pretty cool. Um, I know uh, I talked to Richard Dickman, who uh, is a He was hosting actually. that party, yeah. I saw him on Friday night uh, at another place that he owns, and uh, he was just talking about how, how cool it was just to see the environment in his – establishment that night for all the NKU fans to be a part of that. He said, I would have never believed they'd have gotten behind it like that. Um, so it, it is cool. The question is, how cool is it now that they're playing the team that most of those NKU fans that were in that bar cheering and throughout Northern Kentucky watching and cheering, yeah, I'm going 85% are Kentucky fans on top of that. Yeah, probably. Like either Maybe Kentucky more. fans or Xavier fans right. or UC right. fans or Louisville fans. And so you're eliminating two of the fan bases Correct. that might have been. Well, at least one of the one fan, of fan bases. bases. Louisville right. will be well right. behind them, obviously. Um, but if you know Dickman's, that's a Kentucky bar. Yes. And Kentucky games, it fills up for. Oh, so much so that a few years ago, he <sighs> built a giant addition that cost him a ton of money to build another parking lot, basically. Yes. So they could fit more fans into the game, just standing room only type situation. That NKU game 
was a UK crowd there. Yeah. They filled up that whole second lot. It was standing room only, and he only had the normal wait staff. Shout out to them. They did a fantastic job even still. Um, but it was uh, Shout cool. out to Dickmans? Yeah, shout out to Dickmans. It was very cool. Good part about Dickman's is there's not a lot of people buying cocktails there. It's a lot of it's nah, a, it's just a, give me it's a big it's a big just beer a crowd, beer. so it's it's a little bit easier when the wait staff. It's your people. It's my kind of people. I love them. Um, that that said, is this I don't know if if you're NKU, do you embrace this or is this one you go anybody other than them? Well, look, I think the the thing is you're a Kentucky kid. Oh, well, not all of them, but a lot of them are Chunk. Kentucky kids. Yeah. Um, you grow up knowing about. UK and and the big blue is everything in this state. So getting to be on the same court as them and saying, "Hey, we earned this." Yeah, right. That's a cool thing. And this isn't. And they played them one in the regular season once already, actually. But that's so much different than this. This is you earned. You earned this. the right to be on Correct. the court with them and on the big stage with a sold with, out with, crowd. Yeah, with, with a national audience. Well, not a national, but at least a segmented national audience watching. Yes, and um, with all that, it, it sucks that they have to play them because it's. A, I mean, not that they were going to pull an upset, but it's. A team that quite—I mean, like Bam—is just the nightmare for them inside. Fox is a nightmare for them at the point. It's just like it's not a team that they can scare for ten minutes. Yeah, I don't think. And, and not for any—I, I, you know, I did my own seeds uh, Sunday morning and and actually felt fairly close. Some of them I don't agree with when they move some teams up. I, I thought they might have played their way into a fourteen. It really probably doesn't matter because again, can you make a case for them beating Baylor, Florida State, UCLA, uh, or Oregon? I mean, beating them? Yes. Probably not, but there's definitely... Kentucky was like... Kentucky, UCLA, um, those were like the worst matchups possible for them. You know, the teams with those elite NBA-type athletes. Um, So, yeah, I think Kentucky was about as bad of a matchup as they could have gotten. But again, it really wasn't going to matter. They were going to get their brains beaten in by whoever, and this is just a really cool moment regardless. It's not about whether they were going to win or lose this first-round matchup. Yeah, and and I I think that you'll at least have a chunk of fans that will be able to get over there, maybe maybe pick up a few tickets from some teams that aren't – fans that aren't going to go to that that – portion of the pod and just say you know say hey i'm gonna go to a later game in fact in that but you got dayton and wichita state fans maybe the wichita but the problem state is it's kentucky go. there's not gonna Th- be there's not but, but it's also a pretty it's a decent enough size facility though yeah yeah you, it, you'll be easy you'll be able to get tickets easily enough if you want to go over right. there for the game and the cool thing is it'll be a packed house because Correct. kentucky fans will be there so no it'll be a big time atmosphere for those kids and that'll be really neat no question all right you guys ready to go through the bracket Let's do it. Let's do it. Right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start at the top. We've got the same bracket. Let's start in the east. Uh, certainly, Villanova is going to win a first round game over the 16 seed. Doesn't matter who. Let's get to Wisconsin, Virginia Tech. I like Wisconsin, even though I don't like this Wisconsin team. I just like Wisconsin beating Virginia Tech. I, I think, do too. I think Virginia Tech has kind of struggled a little bit down the stretch. They struggled a lot of bit down the stretch. Wisconsin, obviously. Uh, if, if Virginia Tech was playing well, I, I never for a while they they, they were I'm, playing. I'm saying if they were playing yeah. well to end the season, I, I would go. I'm a big buzz guy. Yeah, no, I, I, he continues to build the, rebuild the program and get it right. We agree there. Virginia and, and UNC Wilmington, I think, pretty easy choice for Virginia, although Wilmington's a nice team, and Virginia, for whatever reason, keeps scores close I enough mean, it's gonna be to close, keep right? you around. It's going to be close. Always is. Always is. If, I'm, the if I'm doing a 5-12, I might not. Let me know. I mean, if, if I'm a 12, that's the 5 I wanted. We're going consensus pick here. Rick? Rick, I'm, you want to? No, I'm, no I'm, not, I'm not pulling the upset on this podcast, but I – I wouldn't want. I wouldn't. He's going to play chalk and everything's. No, I don't think he will. Hell no, I won't. But no. I don't think I don't. I don't like UNC Wilmington. Like I don't think UNC Wilmington is a brilliant twelve seed that everyone's like. I don't oh, either. Yeah, I that's just, a team I ready just, to pull. I just upset. think Virginia, you're going to be within five points with four minutes left. No, the five twelve I'm looking at is that Nevada Iowa State. Yeah, game. we're, we'll we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, Florida and East Tennessee State. Florida obviously they didn't play very well down the stretch, but probably still has enough. Good to enough to get by East Tennessee State. Yeah, yep. agreed yeah. there. Um, SMU plays the. 
Providence USC play-in game winner, which I think will probably be Providence, but neither here nor there. Um, it Maybe is a good six eleven game, but I, I'm a big fan of SMU. I think they're really, really good. I am too because I just think they're ridiculously tough. I, I like the way they play. Semi Ojale is really good. They've got six. I mean, they only play six dudes, but all six dudes can make shots. All six dudes to defend. All six dudes rebound. Like yeah. uh, what they've got. Going is working for them. They're playing really well. Yeah, and I think the one thing about this Providence team is they can't stretch you out. That'll allow SMU to just keep their defense right. really tight, and we've seen how difficult they are to beat uh, in the UC games when that happens. So I definitely like SMU to advance there. Baylor, New Mexico State. Baylor's had a history in the tournament of late, at least, of, of having just crap down your leg moments that you just can't figure out. Um, the only reason I would give New Mexico State a puncher's chance is because of that. Um, because Baylor at times just seems like they can't score, but I don't, I, I can't make a large enough case on this podcast to, to think they get beat in a three fourteen game. Yep, I agree. Got to go Baylor there. All right, we've gone chalk pretty much so far, but it'll probably not hold up all the way. South Carolina Marquette. I like Marquette. I do too. I thought they played really well down the stretch. Um, I think they scored enough. South Carolina is a pretty good defensive team, but. I, I, they just there's just nothing there on the eyeball that makes me go wow they're scary. I think Frank Martin's done a terrific that's job. That's going to be I mean that's going to be interesting though because South Carolina's like they're complete polar opposites. Yeah, totally right. clashing styles. But the thing about South Carolina is they can't score at all. They're like 125th right. in the country in offensive efficiency. They're elite defensively, but Marquette can really shoot the ball. And sometimes if I mean if Marquette hits some shots, it's difficult to be elite defensively if you're spread out on the defense. Well, and, and I'm going to use leagues here. Um, you know, South Carolina in a league in which there are some nights off that you can win with nights off. Marquette's in a league where there's not many nights off. And really, down the, I thought played pretty well down the stretch. Granted, take, took advantage of a wounded Xavier team a little bit, but played pretty. I mean, played well in both games, especially offensively. Xavier fans are shocked to hear this out of me right now because I'm not usually pro-Marquette in anything, right. uh, especially because of their coach. But you, I, know, I, you know he earned his 50th win this year, right? Big milestone. They, they tweeted huge it out. Huge milestone. milestone. Didn't know if you knew that. Or not. They tweeted it out just to make sure we all knew. No, I, I do know that. Okay. I do know that. I think with I was tagged in the with tweet. With a beautiful graphic as well. Yeah, but I, I think Marquette pulls the upset there over South Carolina. I'm going to go with that. How about you, Chad? Consensus rules. We've already got two to, two to none, but you can be the dissenting, dissenting I, vote if you want. I think it's Marquette. I think they'll just be able to make enough shots to get past South Carolina. Right. Yeah, and Marquette isn't terrible defensively, right? Like, they're okay. Right, right. Yeah. All right, uh, Duke will beat Troy. Right, let's, let's stay. We're going to finish each region, then we'll move on to another region. We come to uh, Villanova, Wisconsin. Any case for Villanova or uh, for Wisconsin to pull the upset? I don't think they score enough to do it. I don't think there's a chance. I think Villanova rolls. Yeah. For, Virginia, Florida. That's I a think tough Florida, one. I think Florida rolls. I don't think they roll, but I, I well, of course, no one rolls over Virginia because they play in the fifties and sixties. But I, I don't think Virginia. I hate Virginia. No, no, I think I'm going to go with Florida. I don't think they roll. Do we but think I'm, Florida's a Sweet Sixteen without Igbanu? If you ask me that in a vacuum, I would tell you no. In exactly. a vacuum, I would say no, absolutely not. But if they get not. to play Virginia in the second round? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, no, it's, it's funny. It's a good, great question. If it's just thrown out there as a question without looking at any of this, I'd say no, not a chance. No, not at all. But based on this, I'm going to say yes. I, I, I think I'm going to go Virginia. All right, you're the sending vote, but we're going to go with Florida on the bracket. So good, good, I they, get a feeling that's going to happen right, Smoo, regularly. Smoo and Baylor. I think this is a great SMU. matchup for Smoo. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree. I think it's the perfect second-round matchup for them. Baylor struggles to score. Um, they, they're fairly big inside, obviously, but that's what S- SMU excels at. S- SMU is up. incredible at closing out driving lanes, not letting you get into the paint, not letting you be effective in, in running what you run, want to run on offense. If, if Baylor can't get the ball inside and they can't score right. through their big guys, 
They're screwed. Now, the, the, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm agreeing here. I'm, I'm taking SMU, but just a quick devil's advocate point. SMU, for a while this year, was not a great shooting team. They were basically chuck it, go get an offensive rebound and score. The last, what, monthish? On fire. They were on fire shooting the basketball. And it wasn't just Sunday They're against UC. great shots. And making them, though. That's yeah. the other part. And, and guys who weren't well, making the, them earlier in the year weren't make. I thought in the beginning of the year, they really struggled because they, they had been so used to having Nick Moore. Yeah. Who, yeah, who always the had show. the ball in right. his hands, always ran the show. And as they morphed into this team that, that plays, quote-unquote, positionless basketball, they don't have a point guard, although you could argue Shake Milton has done a really good job. Well, but Joel, here's the funny part. You don't need one, though, against the zone. No. I mean, you really don't. Um, I, 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 they have learned how to move the ball. They have learned. If you watch, their passing is incredibly crisp. I mean, what are they? They're 25-1 and one in the last 26, 24-1 yeah. in the last 25, 25 and, one, and one loss is two points at Cincinnati. If I'm Baylor, I'm furious. Oh, absolutely. 30-4 and four SMU ends up. In my pod, yeah. as a six seed, furious. Well, and here's the thing: we we're maybe a little overboard on like Baylor struggles with offense, but the thing they do to score is rebound the heck out of the ball and in the offensive go. glass. Oh, They're yeah, number yeah, yeah. three right, in the right, right, century, right. plus and, ten. And SMU does not get beat on the glass, right? So, although you see, actually, offensive rebounded it pretty well today. They and didn't still score. didn't beat them. No, you're right. They still didn't beat them. That's, they, so. th- that's the thing, though. They uh, You can get some offensive rebounds yeah, but on them, that, yeah. but you've got to then convert that into points, point. and they just swarm when you get an offensive rebound. If you go back and look at some of the, the offensive rebounds that UC got today, the minute the feet touched the floor with the ball, there was four right. SMU guys there swarming. All 6'6 six, six to 6'8. Six, yeah. That's the, that's the thing. The funny thing is I think I would pick SMU to lose against any other three seed but not Baylor. Yeah. Probably. Uh, all right. The, the committee with a wink-wink gets you a little worse. I might take them against Oregon without Boucher. Maybe. Maybe. That would be a, talk, a coin flip that I, you know. Um, the committee gives you the wink wink with Wojo getting to play uh, play his, his alma mater in Duke. Duke beats him by about seven hundred. Well, co- would Coach K do that to Wojo? Would he do that to one of his own? Would he oh do that my to one God! Of his own? You, are you? I'm not. Are you he, he would pants him, and then and then give him a nice little smile and a yeah. handshake, and that would be that. Here's the best thing: if Coach K wins this game by fifteen to twenty, he'll praise he'll praise Wojo and what a great job he's doing. If it's a, a scary game for them, or or they he'll lose, God forbid. Roast the committee for putting him in the pod. He'll have an issue with Wojo. He'll he'll be like, ah, that's not that's not the guy I, I brought up. <laughs> he cares about his kids today. Doris Burke said so. I heard her. Mm-hmm. That's why he let Semi Ojale go, and he let him go with just a great hug around the neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He kicked him out because he didn't think he was good enough. Yeah, um, that's what I, happened. We go to the Sweet Sixteen in the East Region: Villanova of Florida. And I can't make any Nova. case for Florida. I cannot make a case Nova. whatsoever because that's why you really don't have a problem picking that Virginia Florida game because it doesn't care. matter because both of them are going to get. Crushed. Although Virginia did play um, play Villanova tough. I mean, Nova won on a on a tip in at the buzzer at their place. Every yeah. I know. I'm just saying. I know. Virginia yeah. game. I know, but. Again, it was a tough game. It was a tough game. SMU and Duke. 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 I do like Duke. I can't. I can't. I mean, I could make a case. You get Shimmy back against Shimmy against Coach K. You've got multiple Coach I mean, K storylines yeah. here. Shimmy, Shimmy with a little fire. Yeah. Maybe takes probably bad shots because of that. <laughs> probably not going to work out so good. I haven't seen him take a bad shot in a month. No, they, they have been good. I, I, I really do like them a lot, but it's hard to pick them over Duke. All right, Villanova and Duke. I know you're a big Duke fan, Rick, but we're all big, big Villanova fans. This is a tough call because I. I mean, way, way back when we think – I think when we did, like, final four picks before the season started or something, I had Villanova in the final four. I think I picked them to win it all. I've been on this Villanova team all year. I love them. They don't have size right now. Um, 
I just I think this Duke team is putting it all together. They finally did that right before the postseason, and thank God Coach K was back to lead them. Otherwise, they probably never would have figured, figured it out with 16 McDonald's All-Americans they on saw, the roster. They saw the light because of Coach K. I, I got to go with Duke. I think I, I think what changes it for me is is Harry Giles finally starting to come around and, and looking like well, don't mine is much more Jason Tatum looking like yeah, player yeah, college but, basketball. But Harry Giles gives them something else that they haven't had in terms of having a guy that can play um, and not where Emil Jefferson's not needed for forty minutes. Yeah. I, I think Emil Jefferson's a really good glue guy, but if you can get some of Emil Jefferson and some of Harry Giles playing at a very high level, along with Tatum, along with Luke Kennard playing great, um, Frank Jackson has really started to come on. They look like the team that they were supposed to be right. coming into the season. It's like I said to you when we did the Facebook Live. I wouldn't have given them a, a one seed because of the eight losses. Right, because that's that's part of what the resume is. But but if I had to pick a team that I would say is my favorite for the title going into the tournament, I think it's Duke. Yeah, I picked on, on the Sports Authority. I went with Villanova as a national championship team just because until somebody knocks them off with what they've done. But uh, it, when, when you start talking matchups and you do delve into matchups, I don't think this is a very good matchup I, for them at all. I don't I just think don't. Jenkins has been as good as he was last Last year, now he could turn it back on in the tournament and, like and, he did a year and ago. And the only other part, and this is not, this is going to sound like a slam at the Big East, and it's really not. They're just an impossible matchup for teams in that league. That, that's the thing. They're just a hard matchup. See, I, to me, it's it's all about they are greater than the sum of their parts. Correct. Like that when you put them all together and they play that way under Jay Wright, they're all really good. And it's like I don't love any of those individuals. Like as a guy player. that's going to finish top three in Player of the Year. No, I mean Josh Hart is great, obviously. But like even even matchups, which I love um, Jalen Brunson. Like I think he's as good he's as good a point guard as you can have in college basketball. But he's not one of those elite talents right. with great length and speed and all that stuff. So I think they're team that you look up you look at when you break it down by matchups and you say we can match up with them yeah. but then when you play them it's it's a whole lot more than that that's right, so our consensus is duke then right i'm going with duke yeah. i mean i i, I would but, make my case for nova but it, that'd be a great that's gonna be a great that's game the toughest call in the I whole mean, tournament for me uh, uh, there's a potential to be two incredible elite eight oh games. no doubt no doubt we're gonna touch there's some more. potential to be two insane elite eight games that you have no idea who's in them and then there's potential for two great ones, and we'll probably get none. All right, here we go. Let's go to the West, where Gonzaga's the 1C. We're going to have no problem with them winning in the 1-16 game. Northwestern Vandy, the 8-9 game. Unfortunately, probably Vanderbilt, who shouldn't be a 9 seed. They played really well at the end of the year. They did. Yeah, and, I mean, they'll, they'll probably win. Northwestern was trending down. Vanderbilt has been trending up. All right, we'll go Vandy there. Uh, Notre Dame, the 5 against Princeton. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, West Virginia, the 4 against Bucknell. <laughs> I know, this is a hard one. I, I'm going to pick West Virginia. I am too, but, 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 but if, Buck, Bucknell would not shock me in the least. And I think West Virginia, out of all of the one through four teams, is probably the most the most likely to get upset in my because mind. Because style of play. Exactly, I mean, because just, all it takes it's, is it's you all just not nothing. turning the ball It's all or nothing is yep, what it is. It's exactly. complete all or nothing. Yeah, I totally agree. There you go, go Bucknell. All right. I, I, you know, I could be a dissenting, or I could be the deciding vote and go Bucknell, but it, I, I, I'm going to go West Virginia. I still think just their talent and I, I, I tend to agree. But I've seen Bucknell actually a couple of times. And I like them. They don't turn it over. No, smart. I know, I know. They've got a couple of veterans. I don't know their names, but I know their 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 basics. Yeah. Maybe West Virginia wears them down, and then things start to pop in the last. Ten minutes of the I, game. I will but. tell you this. I will. I will account. I will. I will make special notice of you taking Bucknell. Okay. 
Okay. And we're going to go West Virginia on the sheet, but I'll take the special notice. And, and the, the one thing that does. But I think we all uh, agree that, that it could happen. Uh, what? what? Bucknell is 200th in the country in offensive turnover percentage. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't. Like I thought Bucknell. they were better than that. Yeah, I don't never like mind. Bucknell. All right, we're going West Virginia for sure. Okay. We'll come to the 6-11 game, Maryland and Xavier. I'm going to let Rick go last on this one. I, I'm making a case for X. I, I, it just seemed like once they got over the hump of that, that first DePaul game, the first of the two, it was almost like, all right, we know how to win again. Granted, you played DePaul again, and you should have beat them on a neutral court, but they handled them, played really well against Butler, played really well against Creighton. It was almost like it was finally you broke the ceiling and you showed you're a good enough team to win some games, and I, and I think they're good enough to win this game, especially with Maryland, as I mentioned. They were 20-2 you know, yeah. at one point and finished, uh, what, 24-8, and eight. so they were 4-6 and six in the last 10. I think lost to Penn State in that run, lost to Northwestern in that run, which I make that sound here's, awful. Here's, Northwestern's an NCAA tournament team. Here's the thing with them. They're another team, and, and for different reasons than Virginia, but they just seem to always be in a lot of close games. When Mellow Trimble has been able to save their ass. And he's done it a few times, you're right. They've been able to win. When he hasn't saved their ass, they've lost. Yeah. Um, I, I think I go X here. Xavier's 40th in Ken Palm. Maryland's 45th. It's really They're even. Really even. For a 6-11 game. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The thing is, this Maryland team doesn't defend very well. They're 64th in defensive efficiency in the country. That usually bodes well for X. If teams lock them up, they have some trouble scoring. If you're if you're willing to play up and down a little bit right. and let Trayvon and JP get and Maryland going. Maryland wants to play up and down. That that bodes well for Xavier. And it's not like Maryland's an elite offensive team either. You know, they turn the ball over a ton. They don't rebound well at all. They're 292nd in the country in defensive rebounding percentage. I think there's a lot to like about Xavier, but I do think this game simply comes down to the star players. Does Melo Trimble go off? Does J.P. McCura go off? Does Trayvon Blewett go off? Does, you know, yeah. I mean. Kevin Herter. Yeah, Ke- Kevin Herter. Even, like, Anthony Cowan's not a guy that's usually going to go out and get buckets, but yeah. if he plays really well at the point for them, he's like a guy that averages 10 a game. Right. If, if he goes for 14 and five assists or something and just plays his at his best, then it becomes a really difficult matchup for Xavier. But, I'll pick Xavier. What the hell? Yeah, no, I'm going Xavier here. Florida Gulf Coast, uh, 14 seed against three seed Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. All right. I'm going Florida State as well, although Gulf Coast always makes things interesting. St. Mary's the seventh seed in VCU. VCU's got some dudes, man. They they could honestly VCU might be the best football looking front line in the NCAA. Mo Ali Cox has been at VCU. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. We have the same exact physique. (laughs) But he would run through you. You would bounce off. But but we look identical. No, you don't. Not even hairstyles look identical. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, they do. That's they, weird. I thought that was literally like my twin body type. Mm, yeah, not, no, no, yeah, yeah, you, no. You would think. Okay. You would wish. No, I, they're, they are. They're, 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 their front line just looks football like. They really yeah. do. In that case, I probably shouldn't eat pizza for six meals this week. That might have been the case. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, it's good pizza. It was New York pizza, right? It was. Yeah. Um, St. Mary's or VCU? Make a pick. VCU. All right, I'm going VCU as well. I just what? don't think St. Mary's in that con- – they're not tough to begin with, and in that conference, they're just not ready for this. It's going to be a war. No, I mean, it felt like every time they played Gonzaga, there was there was some hope that, okay, they're going to finally push them. And even the conference championship game, they made a nice little run to come back and still ended up getting housed in the end. I mean, I think it's going to be close because I don't think VCU finished really well. Well – 
I, I agree. I kind of agree. Like, I don't think they played their best in. I, I in, think they were like like January to early February was when they were playing their best. I didn't think they looked like the same team down the stretch. But I mean, they're going to beat up St. Mary's. Yeah, I, I think physically they do. No question. Uh, and then Arizona over North Dakota. I don't think we have a problem there. All right, let's Correct. go back to the uh, round of thirty-two now in the West region. Gonzaga and Vandy can't make a case for Vandy whatsoever. I mean, whatsoever. Not going to do it. Didn't they? Did they beat Kentucky or almost beat Kentucky? No, they were up twenty to five. They were up big on Kentucky and blew the lead. They, they, I think it was the largest comeback in Cal yeah, history, I believe. It was. I, I'll go Gonzaga just so it's not an issue here. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's have, easy. I don't, I don't, don't think, have a case to make for Vandy. Gonzaga I just don't rolls. like Gonzaga. Do me a favor. Look at Vandy's better wins down the stretch. I think you're going to find Florida twice, and Florida's that was without Igbuno or Obano, however you pronounce his name. I always screw it up. Um, and they did play Kentucky tough, but still lost. And that was at Rupp. And I just the, the league just doesn't do much for me. It didn't do much for me to start the season. It does less for me now. Um, so I'm going Gonzaga. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame, West Virginia. Notre Dame. I'm going Notre Dame. Because I, I do think they do take care of the ball. They do score the ball. And there's a little level of toughness for them. I thought they, I thought they were really I mean, good this, in the ACC tournament. This is a matchup that, I mean, Mike Bray knows Bob Huggins now. They weren't press Virginia in the old Big East. It was a little, you know, different style. Right, right. But I think Mike Bray knows the buttons to push to get past West Virginia. Vandy beat Florida three times, by the way. All right, there you go. One at Florida by two, one at home against Florida by two, and then beat them by ten in overtime in the tournament. And two of those were without the, the big guy. Maybe even all three. I'd have to look at what the dates were. But uh, No, I think the first one at Florida was with him. Okay. It, it might well have been. It, it, may, it may well have been. But anyway, I mean, do you want to make? You want to go back and make a case for Vandy over? No, not okay. at all. all right. Not at all. All right. We move on to X and Florida State. Florida State. Yeah, Florida State. I think this is going to be a really difficult matchup. Florida for State X. is physical as yes. hell. Florida State is physical as hell. Jonathan Isaac is long and and athletic and strong, and they they rebound well. They've got some guys who can shoot. Uh, they got some bucket getters like big physical Dwayne Bacon is a monster. A monster like. They've got some dudes. It's going to be a really difficult matchup for X. They did slide it's, a little bit late because they were probably on yeah. the two-seed line. In fact, they were. In the, were they not on the two-seed line for the they reveal? Were. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that being said, like when you look around at the other threes, I don't know that you would feel better about Xavier facing any, any of, them. of them. Like right. Baylor, Baylor is probably the best matchup. They already played them close. Of right. course, that was with Edmund Sumner, right. and they still lost at Baylor. But I think Baylor, because they don't always score that well and yeah. they rely so much on rebounding, and that's one of Xavier's strengths, that Baylor probably would have been the best matchup. But after that, I don't think – like Oregon would have been a difficult matchup. UCLA would have been a terrible matchup right. for Xavier. It, so I think it's, it's as good of a three as they could have asked for, really. If, if you're a Xavier fan and you're going to the game – you're going to be shocked when they come out onto the floor. Because just, just, they just are, seeing the, they, just seeing the just eyeball test. NBA yeah. size. Yeah. I mean, and I had that reaction in 2012 when UC played them in Nashville, and, they, and they're similarly big this right. year. It's like SMU on steroids. Because they don't stop at 6'8". They keep right. going 6'11", right. 7'1". Um, they're, they're, they're not a great, great team. But it's 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 a rough matchup. They, they have some Xavier, really good wins too. They're going to give you length, and they're yeah. going to defend, and they're going to they're going to bother you. And and the other thing is, I I really like teams that are good on both ends. Like not not average at both ends, but I mean top twenty five. They're top twenty five in offensive and defensive efficiency. It's just going to be really difficult for Xavier. All right, let's go to the bottom portion of that game, that bracket: Arizona and VCU. Um, VCU again does have the physicality up front. 
to go up against Arizona, which is really good. But I, I'll tell you, I think Arizona's outstanding. Yeah, I don't think they have the skill to keep up with, with Arizona. I don't either. I don't either. I do think they have some physicality to do it, but, yeah. but not the skill. Uh, but I don't think that game's very close. I, I, I think Arizona's there. starting to roll right I now. Do. Yeah, I do, well. too. I, I, they're, they're playing extremely well. All right, now we go to the Sweet 16, Gonzaga and Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I'm going Notre Dame, too. All right, I'm skinny. In. All right, all I'm right. In. We're all on the same page? Yeah. I'm so glad we didn't have Gonzaga going to the final four, no. which is going to be such a chic pick. It, no, there's no way. No, I, I don't think it will be. I think the chic pick is the one we're all going to agree on. All gonna, it's all going to blow up in our face when it doesn't happen again. There's one really bad matchup in that game. A pivot. Carnuski yeah. against Bonzi Colson. Yeah. And I freaking love Bonzi Colson. He is a kid that he's a when, great, I, he's a great effort when I watched him on the AAU circuit, it was like, you know what? This kid does not have the size. Is he 6'8", 6'9"? Bonzi Colson? 6'5". Is he 6'5"? Okay. Six five, but he always got the job done. Like he just understood angles and how to play and how to get the ball in the basket and how to use his body. I've loved that kid, but and the Karnuski kid is a monster of a human being. He really truly is. I mean, the beard makes it even look more fierce and more mountain man like. But he is just immense. Here's something crazy. He is listed at six five two twenty five. Yeah, listed, okay. which means he's probably six four. I would have thought they listed him at six seven. I thought he. No. I thought, I thought that's what he was. If he was six five, I thought they'd list him at six seven. He's the biggest six five dude in the country, which means he's six four. Right. I mean, there's no chance he's six five if they're listing him. There. God love that's, that what, that's what Barkley played at, and he played center in college and got away with it. So I, I love Bonzi Colson. Yeah, I'm in Notre Dame, and I. B.J. Beecham is a kid I got to know a lot on the recruiting trail. Great kid. I, I'm going for Notre Dame. Yeah, I like going Notre Dame too. I think, I think we sweep through that with Notre Dame. I agree. Bonzi has a very long wingspan. That's part yeah, of the help. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same as Barkley, but still. he's Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't know he was listed at 6'5". All right, Arizona, Florida State. That's going to be a battle. It's going to be a war, and uh, obviously Arizona has had, you know, they've been good in the tournament, but never been able to break through. If they don't, they're always their problem has been the elite eight. If they don't break through with this bracket, man, there's Sean Miller is going to have some questions to answer as he already has. He's, He's arguably got the softest one. He's got a three that's wobbling a little bit. Um, he can't play another three that's wild because of injury at Oregon. Um, well, he could actually de- deep in, but um, you know he's he's got he's got a favorable draw. He's got a very favorable. I'm going to go Arizona. I'm going to go Arizona. I, I, I think that's going to be a really good game. Right? I agree. And then Arizona Notre Dame. I'm going Arizona breaking through. I'm, I think th- I think th- this has to be the year. This should it? be the year, but. If if I'm picking an upset, I think that's if I'm picking a team that's not chalk, I think I'd go. Notre I told Dame. you we'll go consensus here. We're going consensus. Is that your official Man. pick? That's Notre my Dame? pick, Notre Dame. I'm going Arizona. So the heat's on me. Yep. I'm going to go Arizona. I'm glad you guys did that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love it because I, I think that would be a fun game as well. And I think you know the difference. I think in that game is Arizona's got a couple guys on the perimeter in Kadeem Allen and Raleigh Alkins that I think could sure. defend. Well, I'm talking defensively against Notre Dame, spacing you and spreading you. I think they've got a couple dudes that can defend what they want to do um, offensively, and then Trier can get you buckets on the other end. So that's a really tough one. I think that would be an excellent game I mean, he's taking them to a different level. He really has. He's fantastic. The kid can flat score. I don't know what he is as an NBA prospect. I don't know what his future is. I know this. When you put the ball in his hands – Buckets yeah, happen. No doubt. There's no doubt. All right, let's go to the uh, Midwest. Kansas obviously going to win the one sixteen game. We're not even going to talk about it. Um, and then the eight nine game, Miami and Michigan State. Maybe the best first round matchup of the whole tournament. I like it. Uh, I'm going Miami. I'm going Michigan State. Can't count out Izzo in March. People forget that. I can't count out Larinaga in March. <laughs> 
Actually, Larinaga beat Izzo up in Dayton when it was George Mason, Michigan State. Man, uh, I did that's when not sh- like... Well, shout out to Drew Neitzel's mom. That's when we were... I did not like what I saw mom. from Miami in the ACC tournament. I, I thought they would I play know, better. They, they played Syracuse well. Syracuse they do, but I mean, they dispatched them like they should have. That's going to be a grinder. Both of those teams want to play slow. <sighs> I think I'm, I'm going Miami. Go He's Miami. going. I right. think I'm going to go Miami. You, you were the deciding vote. I'm putting it all on you. I'm going to make him be the deciding vote again here at some point. Iowa State, Nevada, and this is and this is an interesting one because Iowa State's playing really, really well. Um, and it, it's not just the fact they won the big uh, Big Twelve tournament; they played really well down the stretch. I remember what about a month or so ago, Chad. I even said that win isn't looking quite as good for UC anymore, and it wasn't at the time. And then all of a sudden, it might have been they the got, win at Kansas that kind of turned things around. Kind of yeah, figured and, out. and they really started playing great basketball down the stretch they, and culminated with winning the Big 12. They had a couple, a couple guys step up that weren't playing early in the season, um, guys that, that couldn't crack the rotation, that started to play and started to give them some minutes and, and give them a little bit of depth, which was what I, the concern for them was. There's, yeah, right. Because um, you were just relying so heavy on Monte Morris and Deontay Burton. Uh, I, I'm going Iowa State over Nevada. What, what, give me a what, What's Nevada and Ken Palm? I know what they, I think they were 29 in RPI this, as of this morning. Nevada. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, and I'm sorry for that. But I, I, no, I, wouldn't I think, think they're 50 I, I wouldn't um, think you have to go down too far. They are 55. Okay. Um, That's a little lower but, than what I thought, but okay. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. This is going to be a fun game. Both teams can score. Um, I don't like teams in the tournament that can't rebound and that can't make free throws. Iowa State sucks at both of those things. I mean sucks. They're 279th in offensive rebounding percentage, 288th in defensive rebounding percentage, 337th in free throw attempts uh, as opposed to, like, Against field goal attempts, yeah, right, right. yeah. So, I they don't get to the free throw line a lot. I love Monte Morris, love him. Uh, if I'm picking a five twelve upset, since this won't happen because both of you are going with Iowa State, I'm just uh, telling people. No, no, I I, I, I like Nevada. I, again, RPI they're actually pretty high up there. It, it surprised me this morning when I looked and went, wow, that's where they are in that. And I meant to look at Ken Palm and didn't look at Ken Palm. So. Um, but Ken Palm, the rating's not awful. No, I think this is going to be an interesting game. And if you're looking for a 5-12 upset, everyone makes a big deal. I don't think it matters that much. I'm not really into the 5-12 game. But if you're looking for one, this is the one in my opinion. I'm going Nevada. How about you, Chad? I'm going Iowa State. I'm going to go Iowa State too, but I, I'm, I'm it's not, reluctant. I'm, I'm not opposed to, to taking the upset there. Uh, Purdue, the four against Vermont. Will Vermont have anybody that can guard Swanigan? No. No. Okay, just making sure. So Purdue <laughs> moves on. Uh, Creighton, Rhode Island, nice 6-11 game here. I'm going roadie. I think they're playing really well right now. I, I think they're too. starting I, to look like the team that we saw or we thought they were going to be in the regular or the beginning of the season. They're healthy. Creighton's not healthy. Um, I mean, Patton is Patton is a bit of an issue, but I think with with the, the uh, Hassan Martin, I think they they have somebody that can kind of give Patton a little bit of trouble. I'm going roadie. I'm going roadie too. Yeah. I, I know you're, you're going to go Creighton? Yeah, I'm, go, I'm going Creighton. Uh, okay. I just watched them this week, and I think they're playing pretty well, actually, and they've figured things out without Mo Watson. Marcus Foster is really tough and, and a big game type of guy, and Justin Patton is really difficult to handle. Yeah, That's he why is. I like Creighton. Marcus Foster, E.C. Matthews. Heck of a match. It's going to be matchup, yeah. fantastic. All right, Oregon the three and Iona. We're not going to argue that one. Oregon for sure. Uh, 7-10 game, Michigan-Oklahoma State. Michigan comes in riding the wave of the Big Ten title. What do you think? I like Oklahoma State a lot. I like Juwan Evans a lot. Yeah. I don't like either of these teams much. I'm kind of with Rick on this one. I, it's almost a coin flip for me. 
Uh, I like Jawan Evans. I'm, I'll go Oklahoma State. All right, so Oklahoma State is going to be the pick there. It, it's not going to make any difference because Louisville awaits the winner of that game. We'll touch on that uh, here in just a second. All right, let's go back through now into the second round, Kansas and Miami. And, and even if it's Michigan State, can you make a case? I mean, here's the only thing. We talked about this during the Facebook Live. At what point do you start being concerned that Kansas can't get their locker room together and can't keep these guys on the court? I mean, like, it, it I'm not, legit. It's again, legit. if they have all their guys, they look pretty good. But at some point, does it become a distraction? Do you lose some continuity? Do you lose some of your flow? Like, do you get distracted at all? Maybe not. Maybe it's all nothing and they just maybe, ball maybe out. Maybe it was just Jackson court. didn't play in the Big 12 tournament. And he's back. Yeah. I mean, it could easily be that. I'm going um, Kansas. I think I'm going to go Kansas, too. But, like, I'm not I, – I felt Kansas was a very legit threat to win it all a couple weeks ago. And now I'm just like, I don't know. My question with, with Miami is they don't have a game changer. They don't – that's exactly right. I picked Michigan State to beat them, so don't know, look at right. me. No, but but, I, I but I'm even saying in either case, make a case for either one of them is the point. Yeah. I, I – I'm going to Kansas, but go ahead, finish your thoughts. Because I think I Michigan State, and I don't think Michigan State scores enough either. I mean, it, no, it, but they've got a game, uh, Miles Bridges, yeah, a guy that yeah. is better than than anybody but Josh Jackson and and Frank Mason. So really, the only reason I took him over Miami. Yeah, and I, I don't blame you for that. Now that now that you know, maybe I would change that one going back, but um, no, I I'm going Kansas either over either Michigan State or Miami. All right, Iowa State and Purdue in a second round matchup. I don't love them, but I got to go Purdue, especially considering I already had Iowa State losing. I don't love them either, but I'd, I'd go Purdue too. I, I think I, I would big, go Purdue just because Iowa State doesn't have any size. Like Deontay Burton is their four, and I'm a big Deontay Burton guy, but he, he's going to guard Biggie Swanigan. Well, very few people have guarded Biggie Swanigan, but you know the other part too is Purdue's also had some games they just don't make shots either. Yeah, they're a prime team to get upset. There's no question about it. But in this matchup, if I'm being logical, I've got to go with the them. only thing I would the only I would say Purdue. The only thing I would say is if this is a close game down the stretch, Monte Morris is the guy Take I over, want yeah. over any of the guys on Purdue. Yeah. So uh, we'll go Purdue, but but we could make a case for Iowa State. All right, Rhode Island and Oregon uh, in a second round game. Oregon. I'm going Oregon too, but I, yeah. I, but you could argue Rhode Island if they're on a roll and just the again fact if it's if it's Easty Matthews against Dylan Brooks, <laughs> it's fantastic. If it's if it's Marcus Foster against Dylan Brooks, it's fantastic. I don't think Rhode Island can stop Dylan Brooks at all. Yeah, he, I mean he he's he, really good. He is really, really good. good. Uh, Louisville and we we took Oklahoma State, and I don't even think I can make a case even if it was Michigan that either one of them beat Louisville. Although Louisville's offense has not traveled well. Michigan well. has shot the crap out of the ball yes, at times. But we, don't but we didn't pick Michigan. We took Oklahoma Louisville. State. Louisville. Louisville, simple enough. All right, back through. We go to the Sweet 16. Kansas and Purdue. Kansas. Kansas. Kansas I'll go with as well. I, On, I, was, I was trying to make a case for why I they know. were going to get upset, and then I look at the brackets like, they're not going to get upset. They got. They, I mean, let's face it, the West and the Midwest. I mean, the, here's the funny part, too, for Kansas. Um, you, you can make a case all the time, but you can't make a legit case for Michigan State if they were to win. I can't make a great case for Iowa State if they were to play in that game. I can't make a great case for Purdue. Other than Iowa State beat them at Fog Island Fieldhouse. They did, 92-89, and there's no, that is, that That's is true. That's kind of making a case. Well, that, that would be a case, but I, here's the other thing. They lost to that team already, so it's kind of one of those things where yeah. it's like, you ain't going to get surprised well, by them. Here's, what, here's what I would say on that. If it was they beat them at... At, at the bar, at, at the bar, a neutral or something. No, if they or beat them in Ames, in, in, in Ames, at the Hilton Coliseum, you know, at Hilton Magic, if they beat them in Ames, I would say, yeah, you know, people go into Ames but and they lose did, yeah, they regularly. Did, they they went, went into Fog, yeah. and beat Kansas. I, I think, I yeah, think, they would have Kansas attention. It's a favorable draw for Kansas, though. Yes, the very it, much. It, so. it really is very right. much so. Oregon and Louisville, Ooh. Louisville. 
And I don't love them, but either, Chris but- Boucher's out. Oregon is a good team. They're not great without Chris Boucher. And again, well, okay. I said this on the Sports you, Authority. You, you, you say that, and I'm not disagreeing, but we've got one game of proof, and that was against Arizona on a neutral. I'm really, And they played their ass off and I, got back in it. I mean, you're right. I'm more going, going off of talent in terms of, like, when you break down the matchups and just look at who they have on the court, I just don't feel like they're a top team in the country anymore. I feel like now they were getting both races. Let me, let me ask you this: What's that? Donovan Mitchell or Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. I mean, if you go ro- spot by spot on the on the rosters, I think Oregon has more talent than Louisville. Okay, go ahead. Make make the. I'm going to go Oregon. Okay, but like I said on the Sports Authority. Whenever I think Louisville isn't that good and it's not their right. year, that's when Patino makes the Final Four and or wins a national championship or whatever. So because I feel that way, I feel more inclined to go with Louisville. And the bracket, they, the draw they got is pretty favorable. In I, my I'm, I'm, I'm going Louisville as well, but I, I, it, it sucks for Oregon to have the injury occur when it occurred because I could have made a case they could get this thing all the way out. Louisville can struggle to score against they can. anybody. And they, and we've seen it. I mean, there's no, there's no question about it. it. It's a very difficult pick. It's a very going difficult going Oregon. All right. You're, you're on record for that. So when, when Oregon wins, you can come back and tell us. I told you so. i got to go with my guy Stubbs. I know. Kansas and, and Louisville then in the final. Yeah. Stubbs will have a huge impact. Stubblefield, by yeah, the way. Right, I can't right, call right. him Stubbs, but I'm not as close with the Shadows. But he will have a huge impact on that game. He a will. guy who is only a recruiter will have him. He will because power. he recruited half of the roster. Well, there's that. The coaching part of it, um, no. No, he won't. <laughs> All right, Kansas and Louisville. I'm going to go Kansas. I'm going to go Kansas, too. You're doing, right. you're doing the it sour do, face. Yeah, it doesn't matter it anymore doesn't, what but, I pick, so I'm not making a pick. But you did it with a sour face. <laughs> you have face. to make a pick. <laughs> uh, Kansas, I yeah, guess. See, we bullied you into it. All right, uh, so Kansas into the final four there. We go to the bottom uh, bracket in the south. North Carolina going to win the first game for sure. Arkansas, Hold watch on, that, let, let, watch let, that Ch- game. let Chad get his, his plug in because UC played this team. Texas no, no, no. It's got nothing to do with UC played this, this team. This game, it's all Demontre hang, Jefferson. Hang on. This has got a chance. To, I'm going to say 110-86. Oh, yeah. They're going to fly up and down no the doubt. floor. Watch this one just for Demontre Jefferson. Has nothing to do with how good Texas Southern is or that UC played him. The kid is <laughs> you never know what he's gonna do. Good or bad. Go off for forty and a forty four point loss. He could go off for forty and shoot forty eight times, fifty times. Some whatever it takes. And North Carolina will allow him to yes. too as well. So <laughs> you know that's gonna happen. He is fun. All right, Arkansas and Seton Hall. Rick, I'm gonna let you go first. Seton Hall. Right, I'm going Seton Hall. And I like Arkansas. I just I don't. I just I when I I just don't love them. How about the punk crap they pulled today at that the was, end that of that was, game? That was really weak. That really and truly was weak. They, for those that didn't see it, they hit uh, the the one that was really the most flagrant. Really was the one where De'Aaron Kingsley. Fox got hit, hit in the face by Kingsley, and he ended up getting pitched out of the game. Is he going to miss any? No, I, I, I was one of that too. They actually said no based on you how only I missed was, for fighting. Yes, correct. And it was technically it was whatever it was. It was a flagrant level, but not a flagrant, not a fighting ejection that would have led to a suspension. So he is el- eligible to play in this game. Here's the thing: Arkansas, they can score. They can't stop anybody. If Seton Hall is good defensively and they're not good, they're not necessarily good offensively. Good enough. But, but they're good enough if yeah. you don't play defense. And the other thing is Delgado will abuse you on the glass. And guess what? Arkansas is 326 in the country in defensive rebounding percentage. Question. 
Delgado and Kingsley will be kind of fun to watch, but I think Delgado gets the best of them. I'm going to go Seton Hall. Here's another potential 5-12 upset, Minnesota and Middle Tennessee. And I don't do that just because Middle Tennessee is, what, a 15 seed last year, beat a two seed in Michigan State. I do it because you watch them. big on this Minnesota team. They're really good. Yeah, I'm not sure Minnesota's a great time. What they've accomplished, good for them. And they probably... Maybe are they up a seed line too many? Maybe. I think I had them as a six, but they, and they earned whatever that would be. But I, I'm, I'm going to go Middle Tennessee. Minnesota. Down to you now on this one, brother. I'm a skinny. Middle Tennessee. All right. Rick, you want to make a case, or you just want to just blow, blow it out? No. I'm, do you guys want to make a case? You're no. the one picking Middle Tennessee State, for Christ's sake. All right, here we go. The GCL matchup, Butler and Winthrop. Oh, God. <laughs> Charges, charges on charges on charges on charges. Love it. It's Butler. Yeah. I mean, do you even have to say it? Uh, it's Butler. No, I just did. Just was waiting for any of you guys to do it. All right, here we go down to UC. We talked about this a little bit already. K-State, Wake Forest on a very short turnaround, having to fly not across the country, but close enough to being across the country. Going to Sacramento. Sacramento. So it's close. It's not across the country. It's close enough, though. Um, and whether they had to travel or not, I, I, I like UC in either matchup. I do, too. I, I definitely do. Yeah. I think this is a great first-round matchup for UC, and you factor in the playing game and traveling and all that stuff. I think UC has no problem. UCLA and Kent, we're not going to make a case for Kent at all. Um, the only thing that might scare me, going back to the UC game real quick, is just the fact that Wake Forest can really score they can offensively. Score. Yes. So, like, if they're hitting – in the country in yeah, efficiency. Yeah, if they start score, scoring and hitting shots, maybe you get concerned about a Wake Forest matchup. I don't think you worry about Kansas State at all. I'm not. I, I, I'm my, the people on my board are freaking out about Kansas State because they're – 26th or something on defense in Kempom, but they're 60th on offense or whatever it is. I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not terrified of K State. I, Wake is the one that I would, and somebody made a good point saying that Wake would kind of get you ready for UCLA. Yeah, that style. Right, right. They don't play as fast as UCLA does, but they're really good offensively. Um, I would rather see K State. I think that's a good matchup for UC. Right, yeah, UCLA I'm, and Kent. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say I saw this Wake Forest team in person this year, and and Xavier kind of handled them, and Xavier wasn't playing all that well when they did. But so. you made a case though, and and, and Danny Manning's starting to slowly get things yeah. back in order, and slowly they're really this, good at home. This is a good step for them. I mean, this they're is a good, really good for him in recruiting. Getting yeah. things to get back in the tournament, and get a taste is probably good for him and them. Really good at home. Haven't been nearly as good on the road. I'll take UC. All right, uh, UCLA 110, Kent State 68. Close enough? Sure. Okay, good enough. Dayton and Wichita. Ooh. Wichita very high in Ken Palm. Higher than you think in RPI and yet very undervalued for whatever. They didn't play anything outside the uh, non-conference. They really didn't. I think I think Wichita State wins it. I do too. I, I, I Look, and this is going to sound awful. I, Dayton just underwhelms me. I, there's, they, they do what they do, I guess. Going with the you got the W thrown up. It's the shocker. Uh, right, so we're going. We're all it's going shocker. W. It's the shocker. Okay. But the, the, we're going to have w. to teach him what the shocker is. We'll after this. Oh, oh, trust me when I tell you, Skinny. You just got to say it by the, the correct name. Old two in the pink, one in the stink for Skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Look like more West Side representing is what it looked like. That is not what it is. <laughs> well, Skinny's a gangster, so you forget. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it looked more like to me. Kentucky, Northern Kentucky. We're going to go with with uh, with UK. I'm going uh, upset. How long does NKU upset. hang around? You gotta put NKU. We both went NKU. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna write them down here. <laughs> Kidding. I know you are. All right. Let's go uh, back through the second round games. North Carolina, Seton Hall. Carolina. Carolina. All right, Carolina it is. Uh Middle Tennessee and Butler. Butler. I'm playing this out, Middle Tennessee. I'm playing it out. Sweet okay. sixteen for Middle Tennessee. Yep, huh? I'll, I'll go with you. I'm playing it out. I'll take the ride. 
All right, plan it out. Because no offense to either Butler or, or Middle Tennessee, the next it doesn't matter because the next one's the end of the road. Well, I, the, the thing about Butler that we've talked about all year, they can beat anybody in the country. And lose to anybody. They can lose to anybody in the country. Well, they're losing to Middle, Middle Tennessee on this bracket. Yep. UC and UCLA, and I, I do think I, – I, I just think it's an awful matchup for UC. I don't. I, I know think you, it's I know closer. I think it's closer than people realize. I'll still reluctantly go UCLA, but I think Cincinnati keeps it a lot closer than people think. Okay, why? Just from from looking at what they've done over the past six of their last five or, five or six of their last eight games, they're not scoring the way that they had been scoring. The tempo's down. Well, they're they're know, sitting I, back I'm, in that two threes or that three two zone. Let me ask you they're this: They're not running the way that they were running earlier in the year. No, I think Cincinnati's not. got enough but offense the, to, to hang around with them. But the two three zone improved them defensively. That was like a good adjustment. Yeah. But I think Cincinnati will be able to hang with them at 77 to 80 points. I don't think Cincinnati could have hung with them at 95. I just, I just don't – honestly, I just don't see Cincinnati, if they play that zone, even though they're going to get some open looks. It just They just have not proven it out this year away from okay. home consistently. They can make enough shots. I'd love to make a case. I, I don't think they get housed. I picked UCLA. I don't, I don't think no, UCLA no, beats them. But I, I think it's going to be very close. I think it will be a good game. Uh, yeah, and I hope it is because you see, uh, sadly, deserve better than this. They really did because I think they're they better than be in Minnesota's five spot. Uh, correct. I think they're better than being a second round exit team. I think this is a this has a Sweet Sixteen team feel. So does SMU, and we've got them picked to the Sweet Sixteen. I think they both do. This is just, in my opinion, it's a bad matchup, and this is what this whole tournament's about. It's just going to be interesting because I mean, UC hasn't played. South Florida was the last time they played a game that went over over 70 possessions like everything else is in the low 60s some of them even in the 50s um all the conference tournament was played in the low 60s in terms of possessions you ain't going to do that against ucla it's going to have to be in the mid 70s so what effect does that have on uc is, well, is kind the, of the big the conference question. tournament's an interesting point because it was in the mid 60s the first two games and they scored 81 points in both games right this is this is what i'm saying but i mean you ain't so. playing tulsa and connecticut my man no but you're also not playing smu yeah, you're playing a much better team. Well, not defensively, but you're playing UCLA a UCLA is, what, 160th in the country in Kempom in defense? 78. It was, maybe it was, uh, it was Wake Forest that yeah. was 170 or whatever. Yeah. A lot of numbers have been crushed they into are. my head over no, the past no, 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 hour and a half. No um, still, 78. I mean, that's not SMU defensively. No, so, no question. I mean, no one would ever make that case. But, yeah, I just, I mean, that's that's... Comparing SMU and UCLA is just like that's two very opposite teams. Right, I'm just saying defensively, they're not playing a team that can shut them down, lock them down defensively. All right, we move on to Wichita and Kentucky. 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 Yep, all right. So we get the Sweet 16. We got Carolina and Middle Tennessee. We give Carolina a cakewalk to the okay. Elite Eight. Yeah, good run. Um, good run. It was one of those. It's good, good run. Good run from Middle Shout Tennessee. Shout out to the Blue Raiders. Indeed. Uh, and then we come down to arguably oh. the best Sweet 16 game maybe on the board, UCLA and UK. You're right. Yeah, got something on you. <laughs> oh man, Kentucky. I mean, UCLA won the first game, ninety-seven, ninety-two at Kentucky. At obviously, yep. I I don't think it happens again. I, I think Kentucky either. wins I'm this time Kentucky around. Kentucky too, but I. If I was a Kentucky fan, I would really look at this and go, "Ooh, I don't want to see them again." Yeah, because. You've got a bunch of young guys, and if it turns into a track meet, they want to get into that track meet, and then UCLA loves that track meet. Well, that's the thing. It will will be a track meet because that's absolutely what De'Aaron Fox in UK wants to do. Yeah. So you're going to let Lonzo Ball play the style he wants to play, and 
that would concern me absolutely if I'm a UK fan. Yeah. Obviously, they've already seen what it can mean. You let the other team score 97 points when you do that sometimes. Right. At your home. But in the tournament, I don't know. I, I like this Kentucky team and the way they're playing now. I think Bam's really come a long way. Yep. He's a different player than he was the last time these two teams played. And UCLA's big men. I love TJ Leaf, but not as like a post presence. And I just don't love UCLA's post presence. All right, we move on to the Elite Eight game. The Kentucky and Carolina for a Final Four bid. <laughs> wow. I've got Kentucky. If Kentucky rebounds the way they've done a, done it of late, but man, oh man! And, and honestly, Carolina had some wobbles at the end of the regular season. Justin Jackson has not been as good nope. as he as he was. I'm going to go Kentucky. I'm it. I, I, I'm going to go Kentucky too. But man, oh man! I, I, That's I, rough. That's a, I mean that if we get that and Duke Villanova, Villanova. in the Elite Eight. Whew. That's like an that's like an elite six is what those, those games. This those are kind of in between the final four and the and the and the elite eight. This is legitimately one of the first years, like well, not one of the first years, but one of the years in recent memory where I can legitimately say I don't really want any upsets in terms of the big teams. Well, yeah, because the top eight to ten teams are all one blue bloods and two really really good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the way the matchups have played out, they're in the right pods for it to be. Pretty awesome. Yes, no, no question. All right, so then the, the final four matchups, Duke and Arizona on one side of the bracket. Duke. Duke. All right, if I was going to take Arizona this far, I might take Arizona, but I, 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 Duke's, playing, Duke's playing very, very well right now, and you're right. They've, they've gotten – part of it, too, is they've also gotten to the point where they've had – you know, they had Grayson Allen sit for a while. They had some other injuries. took Harry Giles a while to get back, and, and it's given them, what, now a full month, five weeks to kind of mesh everything together, and it's yeah. meshed very well. Duke. All right, Duke it is. Kansas and Kentucky. Kansas beat Kentucky at Rupp. Kentucky. Kentucky. The revenge tour for the Cats. All right. So then it comes down to this. I, I don't even want to be around this area if it happens. Kentucky and Duke in the final. That's a great point. How did we get to that? How did that? we get to this point? I hate myself for picking that finals. Well, that's where we're at, though, bro. I kind of love it. That's where we're at. Um, Duke. I'll go Duke. If, I'm Duke. Taking, if Duke's playing that well, then I think. Yeah, that's the thing. If Duke's playing well enough to get there, yeah. they're going to be better than Kentucky. Yeah. All right, so we come up with, gosh, I want to stick a needle in my eye. We come up with Duke as a national champion. <laughs> Shout out to Coach K. We've always loved you. How did that happen? I don't know, but but that's that's the beauty of They're doing this. Playing better than anybody else in the country. That's, that's how we, it happened. That's why we did this podcast literally an hour after the selection process was done, just to go through this dry run. We may do this again on Tuesday ish, kind of do a little bit more of an in depth look, and we'll probably change our mind by then. We'll see. I ain't doing this again on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> just, I was going to give you a chance to give you an out for the Duke pick, dude. No, I, it is what it is. I mean, I'm, I would have picked them there, so it wasn't it wasn't like I got. Uh, Moved by your guys' opinion, I I would have had Duke in the finals and probably won it all. All right, there we go. We're going with Duke along the way. Um, there you have it. Well, I'll, I'll probably put this together for a, a story as well, put it with the podcast, and uh, I'll probably do a complete separate one on my own. I'm sure you guys will do your own as well. And hopefully if you're in a bracket, well, that's it. Hopefully you're in a bra- hopefully you're in a bracket game, you, you pick your own bracket and win some money. I don't do it anymore. Yeah, I haven't done a bracket in like six years. Okay, there you go. Um, but I will say for Musketeer Report subscribers, this yes. – this is, I think, like, the one thing that people have liked about my site is that I'm not a great journalist. I'm not a great writer. 
I don't always outwork everybody else in terms of what I'm covering, but I usually cover the things that are really interesting and fun to me, and I yeah. get really into them, and I think people enjoy that. This is the week you want to be around for. Like, no one else is going to have video breakdowns of who Xavier is playing this week. Can you do me a couple? No. <laughs> what if he pays you? Yes. Okay. So that's, that's, I, I feel like I'm, I'm the negotiator right here. I'll buy you lunch. No. And a beer? No. And a pitcher? No. Wow. Man, you're a hard Money is green. It is. Okay, so but, but Saturday green. is going to be St. Patrick's Day. I'll buy you green beer. There it is. With a do- Damn with, it. Hang on, with a dollar bill in it. Yeah. There's money. <laughs> you win. You win. Damn it. All right, fellas. The uh, only problem with that, I would lo- I actually would ask you to do that for me, but it's the freaking play-in game that they're playing against. Ain't going to work. Yeah, I'm not going to have you do two. Do you want a final take or are you good to go? I already did mine. Okay. Subscribe to MusketeerReport.com. How about you, Chad? Final take? Subscribe to Bearcat Journal. I like we got a lot coming. I, actually, they, they certainly do. Uh, thanks for North up! North up. Hopefully you get a chance to head up to Indy. Have a great one. And Come and see me when they win it. Guaranteed. Come see me when they win it.